How's it going, everyone out there in the Nerdverse? Um, we are here live again with Malice Corp to bring you the last two episodes of The Defenders, uh, episodes seven and eight. We got a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in it. Um, I've got IC Zora with me on cast tonight. How's it going tonight? Fantastic. Excellent. And I've also got Mr. Igor with us here tonight to bring us his sights on uh, the last two episodes of The Defenders. How's it going for you? Full of action and adventure. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into this. Um, first, did anything shock you? In, in I got one that, that shocked me. The only one that jumps out at me, the first thing, it was the first time I ever saw one of these shows where I was like, oh my God, actual lasting damage to one of the non-main characters. I, I had a feeling someone was going to pick that. Is that what you, you your takeaway yeah, was Misty there, Igor? Yeah. Freaking maimed. Did she lose both of her arms or just no, one? Just, just, just the one? right arm. Just one. And actually, I was surprised. I, I was surprised, but how well do you guys remember Luke Cage? As in the series, not the character. Series? It was pretty freaking brutal. Yeah. Remember her taking a bullet? Right yeah. chair? Yes, I do. Hmm. I do remember that. So, was and that the same arm? Bleeding out in the basement? Mm hmm Which is why I was that which is actually the reason why I was shocked. Because Misty is known for two things in the Marvel Universe. One, being an awesome hard boiled detective with a you know <laughs> with her service of lover at her side, and for having a spiffy keen possible spoilers ahead. You may want to close your ears now. Cyborg arm. Hey. Oh, nice. So the fact that okay. they so emphatically played that up, yeah, that wound up, and that she was bleeding out and might die, and oh, the arm looks really bad, Claire's saying. I thought, okay, they're going to do it. And then they pulled back, and I thought, okay, they have closed that door. And, but then they, also... and they went very much right back in that door. <laughs> yeah, at the, yeah. At, the, at, the, at the end, Colleen Wing saying, hey, Danny owns this place. It's top-of-the-line technically-wise. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Technically-wise. So mm -hmm. that could lead in. Do you think they're going to pull from that uh, that crazy doctor that that uh, made Luke Cage bulletproof? Are they going to pull him for some cybernetics, or is is um is Danny going to bust out the the robotics? There, I can only go on the on the Marvel movies and TV patterns because this is actually very different from the comic continuity already. Okay. But the movie and TV patterns is that Luke's Luke's doctor is going to stay on the run for a little while until they can bring him back for a genetic engineering experiment or some other sort of like, hmm. you know, yet another super soldier enhancement sort of thing. And this so is going to be some completely new party for okay. the arm, sir. My, my question at that point would be, if this guy is such a radical, groundbreaking genius, why was he working in a prison? Who knows? I mean, maybe he was being punished. You know, maybe he was. Maybe he wanted. He was working there because nobody would raise questions if prisoners went missing. Mm -hmm. Remember that whole program was seek was specifically said to be secret in so the whole that, prison that, sentence run of the show. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that who's going to raise questions? Oh man, I'm sorry. He was shivved in a you know prison yard fight. What are you going to do? You know. But you start yeah. snatching up people on the streets, you're going to, you know, that's why, I mean, prison prison and homeless people are the two people no one question when you go missing. So, yeah. but yeah, Can't but that was exactly. crazy. That was just like, I mean, she saved the day, you know, Misty saved the day, but dude, it cost her, cost her her arm. Um, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, so mm -hmm. that was, that's interesting that we all three of us jumped out with the same thing that was shocking. Um, so I don't know if that's good or bad either. There was nothing else shocking in that episode. I've, I've, got, I've got one other thing that to me was shocking and somewhat infuriating is that apparently that elevator uh, defies gravity because it never landed. <laughs> we, Did we, we just, was that just maybe a glitch? We, or? we cut straight from Jessica releasing the elevator to drop down the shaft straight over to Matt and Electra having a fight near where the elevator would have landed. Just never yeah. came down. That is interesting. Maybe it. it caught on some rocks, or who knows? <laughs> I'm I'm guessing. My guess is that was just a production error where they filmed out of sequence and probably 
Um, something, something like that, but that is interesting. I wonder, I, I doubt it's going to play a part at this point, considering that whole thing was, <laughs> you know, uh, well, the, the entire building came inwards, down. <laughs> down. Um, but to jump, to jump in, go ahead and, and jump into where we left off at episode seven, um, starting off with the flashback. And I actually miss that dynamic of, of Stick and Electra, where he used to call her Ellie. And, you know, you can tell that there was a very father-daughter bonding almost where the daughter hated the father <laughs> kind of you know um i wrote that so down I too that he calls her ellie i was like mm. well there's clearly was love between them you know yeah or at least from stick to her it's hard from to tell to from her. her to him because yeah. it does very much seem like with he, with stick and matt it was the other way around like there was some feedback from stick but it was mostly matt when he was younger, yeah when he was a kid yeah <laughs> He, yeah, he's a very hard person. I was going to say, sorry. He's a very hard person to uh, show love to, I would think. Um, but we do have, just want to give a shout out to Marley in the chat channel. She's joined us and she also agrees with uh, prison being where you can do the unethical experiments. So it's, I think that's going to be the, what, what most people would agree with, I would hope. Um, yeah, Stick is, he's not someone that you just go like, oh, like, I love you so much, you know, because he's kind of an ass um, in the long he's, run. He's not exactly hugs and cuddles. No, he's not. But there is, he definitely does care. You know, he just has a very weird way of showing it. Um, but it's, it's more that he cares. I don't, I, I, I don't know, because he, he cares very much more about the uh, end goal of, of the chase than about the actual people. He tells Electra at that point, like, you know, you were supposed to change him, not the other way around, um, and and basically tells him to do, or tells her to abandon Matt at that point. And keep in mind, he's been teaching Matt on and off since he was a kid as well. So he, basically, he's but, just dropping his other kid. Yeah, you got to cut him out. You know, Matt's because the dead weight more important at this point to Stick's goals. So you know, gotta gotta walk away and. Um, that was actually pretty sad, though, when the music changes and you pan out and he's lying on the floor and he's stabbed and everyone's unconscious and you see the flashing police, you know, police sirens and Jessica Johnson wakes up at the uh, at the police station and kind of routine yeah. for her at this point <laughs> to, to be knocked out and wake up in a police station. I but that was think. there was a great line from I think it was from Misty. She said, "What kind of person knocks out you and Luke Cage?" Yes, it was Misty. Uh, what you What did you think about that scene, Igor? Just it was. Uh, honestly, it, honestly, yet again, it just made me wish that it were. You know, I loved I loved Kristen Ritter in all of those. But uh, it again, outside of that, the other strong feeling was, man, I really wish I was getting the opportunity to see Matt do the lawyer thing, full court press, pun not intended, you know, for for her. That'd be awesome. But at that point, they really couldn't do it. So without yeah. really breaking narrative flow. So, yeah. All right. Well, it's funny because we've been watching uh, the character, that character of Matt Murdock, that particular actor being him for, you know, essentially three seasons at this point. And so mm -hmm. we all think of him ha have think of him as Daredevil, but then you got to remember the the cops in New York, to him or to them, he's just some blind lawyer that happened to end up passed out in a room with them, and they really need to figure out why. Exactly. I yeah, loved that. I mean, I to Misty, see, <laughs> she's not going to go like, oh well, he must be the devils of Hell Kitchen because there's no way that a blind lawyer. I mean, she already associates him with Jessica being the lawyer. She's probably assuming that. Jessica dragged in there or whatever, you know, um, sure. you're not going to immediately there, make that association to the devil of hell's kitchen. Um, just because there was, he's there with them. There was another character. I think it was episode eight, uh, Jessica's uh, friend, Trish, who just asking Karen three questions, you could see her kind of going in her mind, like, huh, I think there's yeah. more to this dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know we we get a, a scene with boggy uh coming down to talk to matt which was good i think matt needed to hear that you know like letting him know like your two lives right now are about to to coincide so you got to figure out how to keep them separate because otherwise you're screwed you know um and 
whether Matt wants to hear it or not, you know, he's got a point. Um, and then, you know, Matt is just totally focused on, we got to get out of here. We got to get to Danny. We got to save Danny. I don't know why we got to save Danny, but we know that we need to save Danny um, because he's the iron fist. And I love foggy, you know, going like, I'm not even going to pretend to know what the hell that means, but you got to focus on yourself. Um, and then it, it shifts over to one of my, actually one of my favorite scenes. I don't know why I like this so much, but Claire and Colleen have a very odd. Yeah. That's a fun um, little friendship, a, a fun little friendship. And it was nice to see. Um, it was nice to see. Um, what, what did you think of that, Igor? I really, I've liked, I've liked Rosario Dawson's acting for a long time. I've not always liked her characters or her movie choices, but I've liked her acting. And I think, her name but the gal who who put together eh, i'll just imdb it while i say this but the gal who is playing colleen as well i think actually took what would have been probably easily a lot of boring dialogue and character moments for that character not all of them but just especially through defenders you know took what would have been super slow or maybe even just really uninteresting and made it work, made it genuine, made it believable. So honestly, I think most more than the characters themselves, because it was these two real life ladies sitting there, I was I, it was running through my head like this is almost annoying, but I'm really enjoying it. So if as long as it's was not actually their, annoying, that's fine. That's it was there was one technical aspect of that of that conversation between those two ladies that I picked up on when I was watching it last night. Um Claire is feeling very unstable about the whole situation going on. So when the camera's on her, the camera's a little unstable. It's a little back and forth, shaking around. When it's oh. on Colleen, she's very much more zen about the whole thing, and her camera is pretty much rock steady. I thought that was cool. Dude, thank you so much for bringing that up because there's actually other visual Easter eggs I've noticed, especially throughout these two episodes, but also the last, but also the last two that I want to bring up once we get to those plot points. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, well, there's a, there's one visual element that I wanted to ask you about specifically. Um, yes, sir. Is in the opening in the opening credits they all have their theme colors. You know, uh, Daredevil's mm -hmm. red, Jessica's purple, Luke is yellow. Why is Danny green? He's uh, Iron Fist is actually traditionally wearing a jade green and like and like a gold yellow. If you look at it, especially in Defenders, they did actually have them in muted greens. With some, with a little bit of yellow showing out, it was just muted enough. It was hard to see. And by the way, the actress's name behind Colleen is Jessica Henwick. No, not yes. the name I thought it would be. <laughs> Jessica, definitely is, she, a big fan now. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is not bad. She is not bad. I don't always love her character, but um, she's not bad. And um, so kind of, kind of I, I like that scene. And yeah. kind of my point and, about the uh, character versus the actress. Exactly. Uh, definitely, exactly. All right. Uh, just careful when you lean a little bit. Don't lean forward too far. You're cutting yourself out of frame just a little bit there. Um, so there's a, <laughs> just just a, word a wise. A comment, from, <laughs> but, um, a comment from Marley in the chat room. Uh, she says that part of the friendship between Claire and Colleen is that they knew each other before all the crazy powered people came into their lives. Because I totally forgot about that, where part of that backstory was that she had started teaching Claire to fight before all the That's nuttiness right. started before, before she met Danny. Correct. Mm -hmm. She had been teaching her how to fight. Okay. Well, that's cool. I, I did forget about that too. So that's nice that they knew each other before all that. Um, but it did, I would like to see that expounded upon either in the individual series or um, the next series of the defenders. So uh, jumping over now, we jump over from there. We jump over to the hand um, and Electra is basically just putting them in their place, you know, like, yeah, you come at me, come at me, but you can't come back to life. So what are you going to do? You know, cause I'm going to kill you all to be able to resurrect. So they back off, you know? Um, and yeah, there was, and, there was a line from Kabuto, uh, where he's like, look, this is not our first coup. And she's like, yeah, but it's the first time where you can't come back to life. I like that. First one yeah. with no substance. Exactly. So she, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of stuck at the moment, you know, they got to kind of do what she says and, and uh, play along. So, and then we jump, I mean, that was just a quick scene. We jump back over to the jail and um, Karen, this is, I know Karen kind of redeems herself later in the episode, but she just, 
was so out of line, in my opinion, to come at Matt, you know, like, oh my God, you're re rebuilding your life. Like she can't even see the bigger picture. She can't even see that crap is unfolding. And it's not about Matt's lawyer life. It's not about Matt's regular life. Like it's, and he finally just tells her, this is my life. Like either get on board or get out, yeah. you know, cause I can't I, deal with this right now. I had that line written down as well. She, you know, she said something along the lines of like, you almost got your life back. And he goes, Karen, this is my life. Like, just because it's not what you want, you know, what you want it to be, doesn't mean that I'm not doing what's right for me. And that's always been sort of the, I mean, as far as I can tell, the core of his character is just doing what's right. Like, like Colleen was talking about Luke. That's who he is. He just does what is right for him. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Now is that she? She is in the comics, right? Karen is, or was Karen written into the TV show? Oh. Good gracious, is she in the comics? <laughs> okay. All right. So was she like Ke that in the comics in the beginning? No. No. no? She's um well, she got a much better shake in the ser in the TV series in the Netflix series than she did in the comics. She did not end well mm. at all. Okay. In the comics. Well, I guess so. I, I well shoot, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So um, we should so, go to but, our Amazon uh, link to, to get the, get those comics and catch up on them? Yeah, we should. Um, well, definitely. Don't. I know I'll be doing that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint. The end of her saga is uh, is Kevin Smith's Daredevil run. So okay. don't start there, although it is, is very it? interesting. It is very interesting. Okay. okay. In very messy ways. <laughs> so, so is she so she's not mirroring um, at all in in what? No. I oh, mean, interesting. About half interesting. of. I like, I love, I actually love what they did with Karen for the most part, except for these last couple of episodes, because I actually liked the interplay they had going between Foggy, the strife between Foggy and Matt going on outside of the traditional fanboy. <gasps> Can't we all just get along? Stop fighting. I love you. <laughs> um, yes, yes. I liked, I liked the way they were selling that up until this point that you guys are saying was a point of contention. Because that yes. came across as maybe fitting with, okay, she's been lied to all this time. There's this dear friend who she feels has been, knows has been jerking her around and is trying and is genuinely trying to help him coming from the POV of, you know, how important is lawyering to you? It's so important as far as she knows. And as far as she knows, it's the cornerstone of his life. But up until basically that episode that we're citing, especially through the Daredevil series and somewhat through Defenders. She's cited as being this sympathetic, empathetic, extremely attentive person. So it does kind of, mm -hmm. at best, kind of break down in that moment that you two were saying on. Yeah. But, I gotcha. But, so um, but, uh, when... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I was <laughs> just going to say, I apologize. I almost forgot to actually answer your, your the questions. Was that she's essentially the same character in the comics, for about half of the story, the first half of the story, she's in the comics, and then, Interesting. boom. Okay. Um, so for people that do want to get the comics, um, that want to go through our website to do it, you know, go on to mousecore.com. Uh, we have Amazon links that you can click on that will take you over to view the comics. What comics should they be starting with? Um, is there a specific, I mean, is it just Daredevil 1 or, you know? Ooh, if you want to know Karen's story, start with Daredevil Yellow. By Jeff Loeb. Daredevil Yellow. Daredevil. But by, by, by Jeff Loeb with an L O E B, not an L O B E. Okay, so, so that that is what introduces then Karen to the the Daredevil world. It's not the very first story she appeared in, but it in the way chronology can happen in comics, it's a great place to start. Right on. That's because I'm, I'm sort of uh, after after I haven't been on all these casts with you guys, I'm kind of. Starting to build a comic collection. Yeah. I'm building a Good. want to read collection. My poor wallet still Be says you can't <laughs> buy anything. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> so it'll come. Gonna, it'll come. Maybe by Christmas time. Maybe. Look we'll for buy, Amazon used prices. I mean, comics this year for Christmas. There you go. Um, well, I, I was just never into comics all that much as a kid. So the ones that I do have, which I did essentially all buy on Amazon, but they were they were properties that I was already you know, really excited about and wanted more like Firefly and Buffy and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into this stuff. Oh, it's fun. Uh, most it's definitely. so fun. Um, but to jump back, um, jump back into the episode, um, 
you know, basically a, a good chunk of this episode happened in the police station. Um, mm -hmm. But you get uh, Foggy coming back uh, to come talk to Matt again and bring him a change of clothes, you know, which is Foggy basically giving him the permission to, all right, story that they kidnapped you, took you out of here. Why that story was bought, I honestly don't know, because why would you take dead weight with you, you know? Um, but yeah. he gets out, they get out, like they bust out. <laughs> I like the way that Foggy uh, approaches it, like when he when he pulls Matt out of the room. He, he has it going in there with uh, Mr. Bulletproof and Super Joan Jet. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> Super Joan Jet, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why would you why would you take a blind lawyer along if you're escaping from a police station? It, it, exactly. I mean, logically, it doesn't to, make much to come sense. Up with something. It logically does not make much sense, honestly. <laughs> I mean. It's just, you know, what are you going to do? You know, but the the police are scrambling. You know, the, everyone's blaming Misty. You vouch for these guys. You know, she's on the hot seat. And uh, my, my favorite part, actually, in this episode is just a little throwaway scene, but it's so Jessica Jones to do this. You know, they've, they've busted out the Metro card. They get on a train, and she literally steals a beer from a homeless, <laughs> a homeless person, you know, sleeping on the train. And, it's been a long week. <laughs> been a long week. No, no qualms whatsoever about stealing that dang beer. So even even before that, when they were doing the perp walk through the police station, she asked if anybody had a flask. <laughs> it's like really. So it's just, you know, it it just it is what it is. So basically, they're on their way to to Midland Circle or Midland Credit or whatever the heck that building's Midland called. Circle. I don't remember what it's yeah. called. Suited up and the cross fight scene happens between Electra and Danny in the basement or in the caves. And then the three of them versus Gao, Bakudo and Kabuto. the Japanese guy. Yeah. Murasaki no or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think of that fight scene? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Igor, go for it. This I know is, you want to talk about where, the fights. This is where I love that you brought that you brought up your, your little, visual Easter egg because I've been wondering ever since I noticed what was going on in the fights, I've been wondering if there were more visuals hidden throughout like that. But, um, but the fights, you, it starts actually in the restaurant, but it's really understated. It's really understated where you can, but if you look again, like next time you go back and just look for this, you will see it when you're see when you're watching these fights in the garage there you can see their characters screaming through in the way they're throwing punches and kicks and weapons, quite literally. If you look at it, what are Luke and Jessica doing? What they <laughs> always do. They are zeroing in on what they perceive to be the core threat and very methodically, but carefully, going about bringing that down. And in this case, it was in a very direct sense of the, you know, punchy punchy. But they go after Madame Gao, who, of course, they see as the biggest threat. Yeah, and I and, love her little energy fighting or whatever. That's pretty cool. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't remember having um, seen a whole, whole lot of that before. Uh, the oh, you mean the like the shock waves and stuff like that? Using I, I call it using yeah. the force. <laughs> using, exactly. Um, personally, my I mean, this is just for me. I personally like watching Luke and Jessica fight together because he can literally rip a giant thing off the wall and toss it to her and she catches yeah. it and swings it like they're tossing marshmallows or foam bats you know so meanwhile I mean, he matt's over there yeah meanwhile matt's over there facing just, two of the fingers of the hand by himself just exactly. flipping around super complex like his layered like his personality and you're you're on the right track because and what's matt doing matt's doing what he always does he's trying to absorb He's trying to stop all of the danger. Yeah. He's trying mm -hmm. to literally Before jump into the middle them. of the trouble and stop all the danger. Mm -hmm. it, you know, and uh, and you know who comes in and sneaks in and saves the day because Luke Luke's about to get was it Luke that was about to get cut or was it Matt that was about to get cut on the top of the car and Colleen saves him. Pretty sure it was um, Matt because Luke doesn't get cut. I was going to say it had to be Matt because someone was about to be beheaded and Colleen comes in at the last minute and. Um, prevents the the sword from going down. Yeah, because if it was Luke, it would have just broken. So that would have been not yeah, as dramatic. That would have been better better for Misty in the long run. Um, if she had. 
Oh, dude. Oh, although dude. On, a, on a lighter note, the, especially in the martial arts combat sense, that was the best Jessica moment in the fight because this <laughs> is the the one blink and you'll miss it mm-hmm. character note that you get in the fight. It Well, no, the two. The two because everybody who's also made sure to watch Dare- the Daredevil seasons beforehand will know Madame Gao very well. And if you notice, at the beginning of the fight, she's standing there smiling serenely out at out at them in the middle of the other of the two guys and squarely behind the actual ton of bricks yep. that she later mm-hmm. that she later flings at them. Yeah. So that's moment number one. That's sneaky mo really sneaky moment number one and really sneaky moment number two, because it's less than half a second. Is <clears throat> you actually see I forget what it's between, unfortunately, but you actually see Jessica take a, a big old swing, like a massive haymaker with her right at said ton of bricks from the other side when the hand are still more or less all grouped that over there. And it just shatters, flinging mm-hmm. concrete all over the place. And mm-hmm. she actually pauses, like fist still in the air and looks at it, like looks at it confused. Like, like why, didn't it, why didn't it do, do what, what it did when she did it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it was um, it was insane, but it was a good. It was one of the better fight scenes, I think. Um, mm-hmm, not sure. even counting um, the Elector Danny at the. Oh, I the... that one was okay. I mean, it kind of mirrored the beginning of the series where they were fighting in the in the sewers. But um, I hated the Elector Danny fight. I hated was, it. It was, it was dumb. Was... It was unnecessary. The whole he knows that he's figured out at this point that the only reason that she has him down there is that an iron fist has to unlock that wall. So why are you lighting up your hand and why are you going fighting over by that? Stay away from the friggin' wall. Make her come to you. He's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you know, you get caught up in the moment and and she taunted him. She played him right by by making fun of his mom and making fun of his death and or her death. And, you know, she goaded him and and he fell for it, you know. So, yeah, definitely. Because he did. He punched the wall. He opened it up. And, you know, there you go. Um, And we end with with them finding the C4 uh, that called. Colleen brought, uh, Colleen brought the C4, and they are going to talk about blowing up the building, which is where it jumps to the next episode, where they literally decide we're going to blow up the building and become the domestic terrorists. By the way, um, it was a little bit ridiculously easy for Colleen to break into the frickin' evidence locker, which is apparently a janitor's closet. It, it, it was, it was just the door at the end of the hallway, slightly open, nobody watching it. Have these yeah. people ever been to an actual police station before? Evidence I mean, is not just available to go through. I think that they were dealing. I mean, she snuck in right as they busted out, so that everyone was kind of scrambling, not really paying attention, you know, to the little Asian girl. Um, but again, you're right. Yeah, With like most evidence lockers, they're like behind steel cages. You know, they're not the just... locker itself. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better so if we'd seen if of... we'd seen the gun off dropping the keys or something like that. Like, exactly. Something. Um, but, you know, again, suspend your disbelief, you know, um, and, but, but yeah, normally it would not be that easy. And um, I got to say, I just, I love this without actually cursing, you know, in the beginning, Claire going, everything that said in the last two minutes was insane. Luke, thank you. But, oh, sweet Jesus, you know, sweet, <laughs> sweet sister, sweet sister, sweet sister. Sweet, yeah. sweet, my sister, like, come on, just, you know, so the cursing without actually cursing, and um, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do it, but he, he agrees, you know, okay, gets persuaded, we're, we're going to do it. Um, Colleen and Claire are the two that are going to go off and set the bombs. Um, again, that byplay with, okay, these people have the power, they don't need you, I need you, you know, you have to, yeah. someone has to watch my back. Um, that, and, was good, and that's someone, that was a good one. Yeah. And, and again, I think it, it felt more like the act you know, maybe it was the dialogue and the actresses, but at the very worst, that was sold well, because because it, it's even started off feeling as, no, we need to keep each other, we need to we need to be kept out of danger, and finished actually feeling like, no, seriously, I'm going in too, just in a different direction. I don't have any backup, please. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really nice, and especially, and she's right, you know, while well, she's setting up the bombs, Colleen could be there with the sword, and that's actually how it worked out. Uh, it was it was a good call on on both of their parts, but uh, yeah, just the writing was good too, and the and the performance is good because it felt like we were about to get led the other way, and then even I, as a, as a viewer, was like, oh, good point. She needs protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I may, 
bit of a side point, but I don't think we're going to get a better one talking about the secret, the almost secret asides and good conversations. After some research, yes, the narration specifically for the visual, the vision impaired is available on every Marvel Netflix series. Hmm. Not just Daredevil, nice. but I think that doesn't make it less cool. It makes it more cool because now it's like the caption boxes you get in the <laughs> comics, if you think about it. That's, <laughs> That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. We to look. I'll have to go back and watch that now with that in my mind. Um, and we we jump back over. I, I actually like this. I don't know if they've met um, Tr- Trish and Karen in the police station. Did they before? They they've never met before, right? Not that I can think nope. of. Did they nope. ever meet in the in the comics or anything? You may. You may want to say, okay, this is too much of an aside, but I'll try to keep it very short because Trish is actually freaking fascinating the way they're approaching her. She's another one who's been very rewritten, but not very rewritten. Okay. Because she and Jessica Jones never met. And that character is almost exactly the same way she was in the Marvel comics with the exception of what her real job is. Because hmm. she actually earns job? money. She actually earns money by being a radio talk show host and had a famous mother. But her real job was demon hunting. What? <laughs> yeah, she was a human <laughs> woman. She's a human woman <laughs> who is a master martial artist. What, what's the first thing we see her doing in Jessica Jones? Learning like Krav Maga, I think it was. Or something something close. Like that, yeah, something br- yeah. Some kind of self-defense. That and, I um, want to see that. Yeah, that yeah like, and I, Jones, I think we will because, like I said, every element, like her life, her personality, they are identical. Except, interesting. She's not a demon hunter, or is she? Maybe she'll get tied in. I mean, the end of Jessica Jones. You know, she had Super Soldier. You know, she was researching that serum that turned her boyfriend. So maybe, maybe it'll come from that. Maybe something will spin from that. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny to see her out on the road hunting, uh, hunting vampires or <laughs> something kind of like that? Classic car, which be driving. Maybe, maybe um, we'll see her crossover with the preacher, and she can be hunting Cassidy in the uh, <laughs> in the um, you know somewhere in New Orleans, running around from the saint. Anyway, that would be crazy. But preacher, we're going to be doing preacher tomorrow night. I'm I'm crossing crossing fans fandoms here so uh we're going to be doing our preacher cast tomorrow night so i'll save all those tidbits for the finale tomorrow um, yeah season finale 9 p.m tomorrow so come back and join us for that as well um interesting i I hope to see i really liked i liked that as as brief as as it was i liked the interaction between karen and trish as i said earlier just she asked like two or three questions about about karen and her relationship with matt and then you could just see the gears turning in her head like Ooh, wait it's a minute. Something's up. It's and I like the fact that they're just, both essentially report, they're both essentially reporters at this point. Yeah. And just um and then mm-hmm. just coming back with an and Jessica, like, oh yeah, it's it's complicated too, you know. <laughs> like I mean that kind of gave it away, but without actually giving it away. Um and so that'll be interesting to see if they if they have any interaction in the future, because I did like that. Um I guess we it jumps back over to um, to them going down, uh, getting close to the end here, but going down the elevator. Um, and if we finally get my favorite line from the frickin' I waited eight episodes for it, my favorite line from the preview when Matt's like, oh, I'm so glad, you know, like we found each other. I know circumstances could be better. And Luke just looks over at him and he goes, I'm not hugging you. It <laughs> <That> happened. <laughs> like, it was just so great because he's just like, oh, you know, like, yeah, like you know, all kind of bashful, but, you know, I think he enjoyed. And and you have to wonder if that was a foreshadowing, if he knew what was going to happen, if he knew that he was going to be staying down there at the end and, and potentially not making it back out. You well, know, almost I, like he was reflecting on. They, I think they all have to consider that as a possibility all the time, except for maybe Luke, unless, you know, unless they've got some of that specially treated chemical stuff that can break his skin um yeah you know matt is matt is vulnerable jessica is not as invulnerable as as luke uh she's tough but she's still essentially vulnerable she could be killed down there mm-hmm. um but yeah it was just the the heartfelt like i'm glad you've I'm glad i found you guys 
And then the looks from both of them, like. Because <laughs> he's got two. the two most. If, if Danny had been there, he might have gotten a hug. But with I can't, those even, I can't two, even remember what Jessica said, but it was something along the lines of puss. Yeah, like, dude, just not even, like, come on, you know. But they get down. Um, they they try and do the trick with Jessica arriving alone and, and then Matt swinging in. And and the big fight ensues, and um, I don't think it that was, was a slap sticky fight. Sticky, it. Uh, there was there was there was a part where Matt and Danny at some point knocked two down or two guys down at the same time after coming up from behind him. I almost expected yeah. them to like coconut their heads together, you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. Was, that was some old like <laughs> Stooges fighting. Yeah, what what did you think of of all that going on down there in the in the caves? Oh. Oh, sorry, I Igor. Thought... That was for you, Igor. <laughs> that was what I was waiting for. Like, well, it must be me. There's <laughs> nobody else here. So, okay. Uh, it, I like. I thought it was good, but honestly, I thought the only part that really that really shown outside of that little intro, because I was not sure how they were gonna have a, how they were gonna implement the plan that Jessica didn't like, and it was so it, it was so traditionally swashbuckly, like that it wasn't a mm-hmm. huge surprise, but it felt good. He, he the other thing I really liked. Like <laughs> he was just missing the <laughs> sail and the sword. <laughs> he he literally swung in like Errol Flynn, very much. But to, as for character notes in combat, oh sorry. <laughs> but as for as for character notes in combat, of course, you know we see Luke fighting with alongside other people. You know he's doing the I you know I'm a shield much more often than he did back in Luke Cage yeah. when he was fighting uh-huh. alone. But then. At this end, when there's no guns or projectiles, what do we see him doing? We see him picking that one poor fool up and just slamming him into the ceiling, slapping him down on the ground, and then just walking away. And the guy's just, if he's awake, he's not happy. Done. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's done. Um, and, I mean, this is this is where, I mean, this is literally where it all starts, you know, wrapping up. Because we covered up, we already pretty much covered up the bomb area with, with Misty and and. Claire and all that, um, and the and the drama there at the beginning, um, but this was all about Matt and Electra at this point. You know, they get Danny. At this point, I don't even know. Like, I guess she, they're like, "Oh, you made the promise. You're you're gonna get Danny out of here. Get Danny out of here. I'm gonna stay because I think I can get through to her." Um, and then she f's up the elevator, so you know the two of them aren't getting out. Um, and. Well, you, you know, on one hand, that they're gonna survive somehow, or at least Matt's gonna survive because he's already signed up for Daredevil season three. So, well, um, well I don't know. Just what were you thinking there? Well, then they're superheroes. If there's no body, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. If there's no body, if you don't, if you don't see the decapitation, exactly, which, yeah, which is uh, what makes. Um, I think that scene in the church later with with Foggy and Karen, where they're both grieving in the church and. Karen is just like, well, you know, they're still digging and you don't know. I mean, you really don't. When you have superpowers like that, you always think there is a way that they maybe could have gotten out. Um, and so that makes it interesting to see where they're going to go with that. But yeah, I definitely know. Why I don't I, know. I want to know how he got up because if he was unconscious the whole time, there's supposed to be like 30 or 40 stories down, you know, below ground. Exactly. Who pulled him? So how... And did they we pull? Did they pull Electra out as well? Is it just the well, fact? Is it they, the fact that? Because I mean, we finally discovered what the substance is. Apparently, the substance that brings you back to life is friggin' dragon bones. Um, the fact <laughs> that they that they yeah. died standing under a dragon rib cage. Did that is that what kept him alive or brought him back? Maybe. Ooh. Maybe they used it. Maybe Gal brought him back because Gal snuck off. We don't know what happened to her. She. And she's nothing if not opportunistic. She is absolutely an opportunist. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the building starts falling down with her lines, you know, the, the Japanese guy that nobody can remember his freaking name. I want to say um, it's Murakami. I, I, I Murakami? Remember, I cheated and already pulled out I think, IMDb open. It is Murakami. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Murakami. So Murakami's bleeding out, I'm assuming, and, and Gao's standing over him, and he's like, you know, what's coming, what's coming? And she's like, the end, you know. So, yeah. but somebody pulled him out and it was a female someone because that nun sitting on Matt's bed at the end said, go tell her that he's awake. Yeah. So could it have been Electra? Could it have been Gao? Hmm. I don't know. Go you, ahead. Even not knowing that, uh, Pete, oh, sorry, Pete. Or oh, no, no, no. Go, go ahead. I know exactly what, what I'm going to say, but I don't know what you're going to say. 
I, the even not uh, I, I didn't even know ahead of time that uh, that the actor had already signed up for Daredevil three, um, but there was never a doubt in my mind that he was coming out of that cave. There's no way they're going right. to kill. Well, thank I, you, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I was never really worried. It was just um, I'm more worried about the how how he got out and the why. Like, was he dead? Was he brought back to life, Electra style? You know, is he going to have memory issues? Is, you know, what do you what do you think about that, Igor? Well, as for the how, I'm still stuck in the excitement, but the uh, but the lack of closure of theory land as you as you are. But I know what I can almost guarantee is a spoiler about that nunnery. <laughs> so I will. So I will only say to you, dear co-hosts and ho and hostess, yeah. and dear audience. What was missing from the Daredevil story this entire time? Think about Catholicism. That. It's true. That was never mentioned. <laughs> Not even a little. Not well, even a little. I know, which, which is weird, because that's why I was like, why are Foggy and, and Karen at a Catholic church, of all things, with the nun? I thought that was kind of weird. Maybe I don't know the Daredevil story well enough, so I'm not. Well, there I can help you. It absolutely Catholicism was. is one of the main tenets. Of his, yeah. of his personality. It absolutely was mentioned through there. When him going to confession, okay. that is a that is an exclusively right. Catholic thing. You won't see anybody oh, else doing that. Yeah. Which was an awesome scene, by the way. I don't know if we actually talked about that. It was amazing. Um, so. Oh yeah. But uh, so what? So what was? I mean, you you love with the question, what was missing? Um, well, I could spoil it. So. I'll just oh. so if you guys are voting for spoilers, I'll just say chat. Viewers after the fact, just spoilers incoming right <laughs> now. His mother is never mentioned. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. that's true. That's true. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh. So that'll be interesting. Oh. Um, I guess then is this then where Daredevil season three is going to pick up from? Is this where everyone picks up from? Do we all basically go back to our own individual stories dealing with the aftermath of what happened here in the Defenders and then pick up for their individual season and then come back for Defender season two? I think it depends uh, on that's how long it is until those shows air. Um, I think it's going to be, personally, I think it's going to be sequential. Like whoever the next season up is, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll deal with the aftermath of this stuff. But then, I, you know, if the next one's not for another six months or so, there, there's going to have to be some sort of, explanation or I, I, yeah. I want to say Jessica Jones and, and Punisher is also coming out as well so that'll be tied in I want to say based on filming right now Jessica Jones is going to be the first one up and then Daredevil and then Iron Fist and then Luke Cage don't quote me on that I'm not sure I just know right now they're filming Jessica Jones season 2 nice, um, nice. can uh, Kristen so Witter play, that play, will be play, wear out. something other than that scarf I was so tired of that scarf <laughs> <laughs> we'll see it seems to be her calling card but um i loved though just to wrap it up here the last few just the individual <clears throat> characters dealing with the aftermath jessica at the bar you know she was going to be there um luke meeting up with her finally getting some closure with how they ended things and jessica jones you know the never calling the never looking up the just you know I like, disappearing I like, I making like the line he goes he, he says Jessica, try to keep in touch. Like he knows uh -huh. it's not a guarantee and it's hard for her. But just the yeah. you know, he says you have you have friends now. Yeah. <laughs> Marley Bond in the chat says the scarf is what um her and make Matt her and Matt look like jerks, so she can't she can't <laughs> give it up. <laughs> um, Darn right. so we'll see. I like the jacket at least, the leather jacket. Um and then um and we get Colleen and, and Danny at the dojo. Um Danny is basically giving the green light to I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fulfill the promise I made of keeping New York safe uh, to, to Matt. And so they're yeah, going to be staying there. Screw Kunlun after all this. Yeah. It's well, it's gone. What's, what's well, he, he going to go back uh, to? He, he kind of lost it. It was here a minute ago. Kind of lost it. Yeah. It was, you know, um, and, so we don't, again, the hand, I mean, is the hand gone? You, you know, you think it's gone, but 
they're 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 like cockroaches. You don't know unless you see them squished. You don't know. As long um, but as I, long as there's one finger left, and there still is. Gao's still around. Yeah. Gao is Gao is somewhere. I think Mayuzaki is gone. I believe he's he's gone, and I don't know what it was. Did Bakudo make it out, or did was no, he Bakudo got beheaded by he Colleen. He got beheaded by Colleen. Okay, so he's gone. So yeah, you've got hope. you've got Gao. So maybe we'll see some recruiting coming from Gao. Um, but yeah, just all of them. You know, all of them wrapping up and felt very. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but just anticipatory for the things that were to come. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't like I said, I don't know what's up. I'm kind of hoping fingers crossed for Jessica Jones first because that's the one I'm most anxious it's, to. I think see continue. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see how they bring Kill Kilgrave back. I want to see how Are they bringing him back. Yes, that was why it's I was. Official. That's how I know they're filming because nice. David Tennant was spotted. Uh, they released some behind-the-scenes photos, so you don't know how many episodes are going to be, and you don't know if it's going to be him. If that makes it's me happy. Flashbacks, yeah, but I'm happy, so that's why I'm like fingers crossed, Jessica Jones. And a quick so. thank you to our to our Malice Cast Live dear dear host Mest for helping me find out that. <laughs> oh my God! They're bringing back Kilgrave. So thank you because. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're the one who told me. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Mess. Mess is the one just constantly throughout the day dropping random, random bits of trivia um, for all of us to bring to you. So, uh, any last, any last thoughts before we wrap up here? Before we start covering where we, where we're gonna um, be followed? Uh, I think it was a mostly successful season. It felt like a lot of it was more setup than than mm-hmm. action, but I, but I get that, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they come back. You know, when they, when they get the second one going, hopefully it comes back even stronger. Hopefully. Anything from you, Igor? I only walked, I only left the show with two complaints about it, really. And starting this show with you, with you fine folks erased one of them. And that was nice. Luke being, shall we say, just a tad bit judgmental. But no, I'm convinced yes. that it fits, down, fits in beautifully. The only problem I still have is that okay, the hand are giving us, you know, back from death rituals. Now, but but wait, now it's a, now it's a specific material. It's not the ritual, and that's suddenly mentioned in Defenders. But right. Marvel and Netflix have been have been laying things out and addressing them later, so maybe. It's, and all yeah, I, all I, also. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, the, I can. The agree secondary point. <laughs> The secondary point I would make is more Amazon purchases, Heroes for Hire. Gendy Tartakovsky, the creator of Dexter's Laboratory and Samurai Jack, wrote a Luke Cage series recently. Pick it up. And and seriously, Heroes for Hire, if you guys loved Luke Cage, you will love that. I've got, uh, before we wrap up, I got one more question for you, Igor, and I know that uh, I, I forgot about it until now. Uh, oh, I, I was yeah. doing a little background research on the characters last night while I was watching and saw that in the comics, Danny and Misty are dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, <laughs> the relationships this, are very different. After after robotic arm, they date? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Da- Danny meets her with only one natural arm in the comics. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, has Danny met her yet? No, because he didn't go to the hospital. Uh, he didn't and go he to never, the hospital. He, he never saw her when and she was he in the, top at the floor. Police station. The circle. When the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Interesting. So, that's, so they have the not fact, technically met. The fact that he's the one that's going to be, you know, footing the bill footing for her bill. new bionic arm, that's mm. probably how they meet. I'm, mm. So that's that's something to look forward to, maybe. Oh, what does that mean for Colleen? Sorry, Colleen. <laughs> Oh, I never saw them though as anything more than familial. I mean, maybe people they're out there shipping them somehow, but I personally I see them as familial. I don't see them as romantic. Col- Colleen and Danny. Yeah. They, 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 they kiss at the end of the episode. <laughs> or at the end of the I season. know. I know. <laughs> Actually, I know. they I, they had such cute moments. I mean, honestly, it was so thick. I kept waiting for it to get nauseating, but I found their moments to be adorable. When it was just the here's the romance, like oh. <laughs> But one last so, closing yeah. thought. I promise. Last one. I promise. Oh, but no, you guys reminded like... me. Pick this up from Amazon too. Full price or cheap. Totally worth it. Read. 
Alias, which is the Jessica Jones series. Same freaking character, only you get a lot more detective work from her. Good times. Not for kids, though. Not for kids. Don't. Don't give it to your children. Give it to yourself. Nice. Very nice. All right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to scare the kitties. So, um, but yeah, but again, you can find those through our Amazon links. Um, they're all over at the bottom of our articles on Malice Corp. They're on the, I believe they're on the homepage of Malice Corp as well um, that you can use to, to travel over there and, and get lots of good stuff. Um, and help keep our so site definitely, running. Exactly. And, and definitely help keep our site running. Um, watching the YouTube vids, don't remember, or don't forget, I should say, don't remember, <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe our videos. Um, we will be back tomorrow night um, with Preacher. I will definitely be there. Uh, Mest will be there. Will I, I think, I believe uh, Zora will be there. Fingers crossed that we'll get um, the epic beard with us, but I know he's been super, super busy with work lately. So maybe a beacon, maybe we'll finally get for the last, you know, the finale, we'll get Beacon back in his preacher gear. That all just depends on whether or not he's still alive after the plague um, that brought him down, <laughs> that that nearly brought him down uh, this weekend. So, um, anybody have a spare dragon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to go to Westeros. We got to go to Westeros and find the dragon. You know. So we'll see. Um, but anyways, uh, where where to follow everyone? Um, Zora, where can we follow you? I am at ICZoro on both Twitter and Instagram. All right. And Mr. Igor, where can we follow you at? Come visit me and come visit the, and come <laughs> visit the site through Destiny 2, Malice Corp, the clan. We have explosions. We have yes. sw swelling horn sections. It's beautiful. I, I'm curious to see what a swelling what a swelling horn is because that could go so many different ways uh and uh, well, it's the soundtrack <laughs> you weird woman you weird weird woman um i follow me on on twitter at super and nut um where you can get a full look into the madness that is my twitter life um it goes all over the place it's it fun covers, to watch yeah it covers everything there is no uh no holding back on twitter so come follow me there. Come join the madness. And uh, again, come see us tomorrow night for the wrap-up of Preacher. It's going to be a good one. Um, fingers crossed. I am going to tweet to Malcolm Barrett and Julianne Emery. One of these days, I'll get them on there. One of these days, fingers crossed, that I will get them on there to give a shout-out or some kind of recognition to them and tell them how much we appreciate them week in and week out. Um, but other than that, just everyone stay nerdy out there. Uh, stay safe. For anyone that's possibly in Florida, um, and uh, you know, just everyone stay safe and enjoy the night. Peace. Cheers. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>